What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J-Red Show. The Buffalo Sabres defeat the New Jersey Devils 4-1. Victor Olsson got his seventh goal of the season in the second period with Dahlin and Reinhardt with those six assists, respectively. In the third period, Rasmus Asplund got his first goal of the season. Dylan Cousins his third goal. With a little over 30 seconds left in the game, um, Nikita Gusev um, ruined um, Linus Olmark's shutout with uh, his second goal of the year. But then Cody Eakin got an empty netter with one second left. All in all, that was a very nice 60-minute effort by the Buffalo Sabres. It's what Sabres fans really want to see. The Buffalo Sabres hit the post three times. Um, so the Buffalo Sabres have had a lot of bad luck this year. Between hitting the post, um, all the players out with injuries, um, McCabe and Ristolainen are likely out for the rest of the year. So um, Sabres struggling with their defense. I'm not saying that this bad luck is an excuse for the Sabres' bad play. Um, it's mostly on the bad management and the bad ownership. But... But today, the Sabres fans are very happy because the Sabres had a 60-minute effort. At the end of the day, we Buffalo fans always enjoy wins. Every fan enjoys when their team wins. Across, unless your team is tanking and trying to get the number one draft pick. But throughout the Bills' playoff drought, um, when the Bills were getting six, seven, eight, nine wins a season, Bills fans would be happy at all those wins. And Sabres fans are happy at all 30 times the the Sabres get a victory in these last five years. In the last 10 years, with the exception of the two years when they were tanking for... Well, the three years they were tanking for Sam Reinhart, Jack Heichel, and um, Rasmus Dahlin. And frankly, this year, Sabres fans are... Well, some Sabres fans are happy just to see their team play. I mean, we almost lost the Sabres in 2003. We almost lost the Bills in 2014. So, Buffalo fans should be... Many Buffalo fans are happy and thankful that we even have these teams. Because, um... I mentioned in the last show, it's been 10 years since Terry, Pagula, Terry and Kim Pagula bought the team. And... We talk about their goals. Um, they have the they have they, they the Pagulas have three goals. Number one is sustainability to keep the Bills, Sabers, band and Bandits in Buffalo, and to keep the Amherst and Nighthawks in Rochester. Two is to win them championships, and three is to maintain their lifestyle. And one way to um, keep sustainability is by having fans continue to buy tickets. On Thursday, the Sabres will face the Devils again, and it'll be the first game of the season in which fans will be allowed to attend. <coughs> there will be 10% capacity at the Sabres game versus the Devils, so um, even a small crowd can create a lot of noise, as we saw with the Bills' playoffs games this year. So, starting on Thursday, 
fans will be sell- after a, a whole year of struggling with this cor- fighting against this coronavirus. Sabres fans will be celebrating the fact that they will be allowed back in games and we can start the process of getting life back to normal and hopefully later this year we will have a full a full attendance but um another point is um that the Sabres don't get this right if they continue this playoff drought that has began when the Pagulas bought the team in 2011 KeyBank Center will not be full. Sabres fans have had enough of the incompetence and the mismanagement and just the ineptitude. And they re- Sabres fans really need a good season in order to um, get back on track. To, in order to keep interest. Um, and one way to do that is to find out what is wrong with Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall. Jack Eichel has two goals and 12 assists for 14 points. And Taylor Hall has one goal and 10 assists for 11 points. So your two MVP caliber forwards have a combined three goals. I mean, they've had a lot of bad luck with hitting the post. But Jack Eichel, at times this year, has just looked disinterested. I don't know if it's the injury, if he's facing an, fighting an injury, or if he's just so disinterested and he wants out. Well, he's not going to get much of a trade if um, he keeps playing like this. But in the Islanders game the other night, he had like three turnovers in one period. I mean, so he just looks lost out there. Taylor Hall, too. So if the if Hall and Eichel were playing to their potential and they looked like MVP contenders, this Sabre season will look a lot more promising. I'm not sure if it makes the Sabres a playoff team as I do have some concerns with the rest of the roster with the defense um with Carter Hutton but it should make this season a hell of a lot more interesting I do hope the Sabres can find some way to um at least keep give me keep my interest in in this season until May but Eichel and Hall's struggles does have me question the coaching. I mean, I just don't think these players are buying into Ralph Kruger's system. <coughs> I mean, I am doing a lot of complaining after a, an impressive 4-1 to win. So yes, I am happy with the win. But still, the Buffalo Sabres sit at 6-8-2 and two at, for dead last in the in the East Division with uh, with 14 points. They're currently tied with New Jersey, one point ahead of the one point behind the Rangers. At the end of the season, I think the Sabres will finish ahead of the Rangers and the Devils. I think overall they have a more talented team, but it's going to be a struggle to get ahead of 
either of the other five teams to get into the top four and to end this decade-long playoff drought. Which is why Eichel and Hall really need to wake up. I know they're talking about, with the losses, they've been talking about possibility of trading um, Jack Eichel. And again, I mentioned this earlier in the show about how important it is to please your fans. The fans are at their wits' ends with the um, with the Pagulas, and um, I gotta tell the Pagula if they trade Eichel, good luck selling tickets. The only way, the only way, Sabres fans will be okay with the Sabres trading Jack Eichel is if the Pagulas change the way they run this team and they hire an experienced president of hockey operations to work alongside Kevin Adams and to do this rebuild correctly. It would be a rough two to three years, but we would have hope that it will be done correctly and the majority of Buffalonians not everybody, of course, but the majority of Western New Yorkers who will focus their attention on the Bills as they hopefully compete for and win a Super Bowl. And I realize that I realize that not everybody in Western New York is a Sabres fan. Not everybody in Western New York is a. a, a I realize that not everybody in Western New York who likes the Sabres also likes the Bills. And I realize there was Sabres fans outside the area. But for the Sabres heading forward, I'm going to continue to hope that um, they can prove me wrong and make the playoffs this year. But it might take another two to three year rebuild if for this team, for the Sabres team to get it right. And um, but I will hope I'm wrong, and I hope the Sabres will make the playoffs this year, as this is a big win and something they can build off of. Allmark had a great game. Um, he pretty much stole the game for the Sabres. Eichels looked more confident. He had a few more po- posts. Um, Olsen, Reinhardt, and Cousins are leading the way, the way again on offense. Hall and Cousins developing great chemistry on the stall line. Bryson looked pretty good in his first NHL game. Dalton continues to look comfortable. Um, another strong effort for middle stat. Um, Aspen brought a lot of speed and beautiful anti-high coordination. Good penalty kill. Um, they The Sabres played on back-to-back nights, but the Devils looked like the ones that were tired. Um, so, overall, a good game against the Sabres. For the Sabres against a team that they are better than. The problem going forward next year is how do the Sabres close that huge gap between the basement level and the playoff teams? There are pieces that the Sabres can build on. They might want to move Hall and Stahl and other expiring contracts to the deadline. I leave Skinner unprotected and would even think about offering the CL Kraken draft picks to select Skinner to get rid of that bad contract. Um... The Sabres aren't a player destination for free agents anyway, unless the said player free agent is way overpaid. NHL teams are interested in Taylor Hall, but not at one year, $8 million. 
Um, so, what are your thoughts on the Sabres? Hit me on Twitter at Jared Show. So, I mentioned the Sabres fans. Um, hopefully, the Sabres can get to get get it together and can continue to get it together and make a push to the playoffs. But, um, if they don't, then you can travel down the thruway to watch the Amherst. Um, or wherever you are, you can watch, or if you can watch them on AHL Live. But, um, the Rochester Americans defeat the Syracuse Crunch 3-2 to, to improve to 4-1 on the year. Ryan Jones got his first goal of the year with from Brett Murray with his second assist and John Sebastian D with his fourth assist. Brett Murray got his second goal in the second period. Um, Brad Keeper got his first goal for Syracuse and Gregory Dinsko got a second goal for Syracuse. Then Ryan Scarfo got his first goal at in the third period to win it for Rochester. Sabres prospect Jack Quinn has an assist on the year and he's been he's been fun to watch. Um I think Sabres fans should get very excited about Jack Quinn. So he's a player you can look at. So a lot of good development in Rochester. Um they missed the playoffs three years in a row under Tim Murray. Then they went one and done. Um, they made the playoffs the first two years under Botterill, but they got swept. They got swept out of the first round. And of course, last year was wiped out due to COVID. So I'm hope I'm hoping for um, some kind of playoffs this year. Although that's going to be very difficult to do with the coronavirus. And the closed borders and the restricted travel. The Amherst Nest game versus the Syracuse Crunch, which was scheduled for Wednesday, February 24th, has been rescheduled to Monday, March 1st because of the coronavirus. So, once again, I need to remind everyone this we're, we're almost done with this. More and more people are getting the vaccine. I might begin the vast. I might be set up an appointment to get the, the vaccine tomorrow, but we still need to wear a mask and um, social distance for just a few more months, and this whole thing will be behind us. The big story in sports today is that Tiger Woods it got into a car accident. When I first heard about the news, I was like, "Oh no." It was one year ago this month that we lost Kobe Bryant, and it would be very sad, and it would be really, really sad if one year later we lost another sports accident, we lost another sports legend in a terrible accident. Well, fortunately, Woods did survive, but he has... um. Open fractures to both the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibula in his right leg. So he'll be going to go on surgery. So yes, the most important thing is that Tiger Woods is still alive. I don't know if he was drunk or if he slid off the well, why he slid off the road. But the important thing is he's okay. But um However, he's going to be fighting for his legendary career. Um, 
Now, it is possible for a golfer to come back from an injury like this. Um, ben Hogan got was in a near-fatal car accident in 1949 and then came back to win the U.S. Open the next year. Although he was nine years younger, um, he had been through multiple back injuries. Um, Woods... Tiger Woods is nearing the end of his career. He is fort even regardless of this accident. He's forty five years old. Um, I mean, yes, he is the greatest golfer of all time. He revolutionized the sport. He changed the sport. I don't really watch much golf, but I admire what he has done on the golf course. He has won fifteen Masters. His most recent one being the he sorry excuse me. Um, he's won 15 major championships, including five Masters, the most recent one in 2019. I mean, he is he is arguably bigger than the sport. Um, I mean, every athlete has every sport has its greatest of all time. Football has Tom Brady. Hockey has Wayne Gretzky. Basketball has Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Um, baseball, I th there's a couple of there's a couple of baseball players you can say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Babe Ruth. Boxing has Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. NASCAR has Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson. Tennis has Roger Federer, and possibly Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. And golf has Tiger Woods. Fortunately, the life of Tiger Woods will continue, but it is But it's gonna be. But the career of Tiger Woods is in serious jeopardy after this, this accident. But like I said, the important thing is he's okay. This is not the repeat of Kobe Bryant last year. On to basketball. Um, the Lakers have lost three games in a row. Um, you could tell they really miss Anthony Davis. So the Toronto Raptors have um, came back into the playoff into the playoff contention. They started two and eight, but um, they're now at sixteen and fifteen, above five hundred. Um, one reason they did it because Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry are one of the league's best backcourts. Um, they're the league's smallest starting backcourt at only six feet. Neither player puts much pressure on the rim as a driver. Lowry will turn 35 next month, and Van Vliet has never dunked in his career, and Lowry hasn't in a regular season game since 2007-2008. This pairing shouldn't work at the highest leverage. But the Raptors gave Van Fleet a four-year, $85 million contract. Van what they are doing is that Van Fleet's a master of creating shots for himself. He's one of the best. He's one of the NBA's best pull-up artists, taking 4.13 pointers. Van Fleet should be um, way too small to go ahead with, with Antipolo and come out on top. Yet his quickness and tight ball handling ability makes him hard to stop. Um, Lowry's been solid as ever as he's battled multiple injuries, including a thumb injury. He has a remarkable 70.2 shooter percentage. Um, Chris Bush, Bushier, 
has blossomed into a dependable contributor. Um, he tore his ACL last week, last year. Um, he tore he tore his ACL in his final year with the Oregon Ducks in 2017. Two years ago, he won the G League MVP, and now he's tapping into his full potential. His combination of his length and his shooting makes him an ideal fit for the modern game. He's been capable of um, he's been a capable shooter since he was in Oregon. But now he's been a good shooter at the NBA level. The offense has found its rhythm. Even when the Raptors posted the second highest win percentage in the league in their first year without Kawhi Leonard, the offense was barely above average. Toronto finished number 13 offensive efficiencies. The script flipped for the Raptors this year. After a slow start, they're now number 9 in the NBA efficiency. Toronto has four shot profile in the league with per cleaning the glass. Now they're taking more threes than ever, hosting a triple 45.5%. Players like Anders Lee, Chris Kreider, and Gallagher have been rewarded for their perceived value to, respect to their respective teams, which is not always mutually inclusive with point production. Tatar's agent would certainly point to these as these three as examples of for his salary demands. He outscored all three last season and could do so again. Bergervin would likely counter by pointing out Tyler Toffoli. Yes, he was replaced by Tatar on his Montreal's top line while the latter was scratched as sparked in 15 points in the many, so many games. He signed it at just $4.25 million. An ideal scenario for the Canadians is one where he accepts to a fully-esque deal for four years at less than $5 million per. This is the this would be a coup for Bergevin, but it would require Tatar to leave the money on the table that could fetch on the open market. That's a tough ask since this would be the first chance at a UFA deal and possibly his last chance to get cash in depending on his length what he can accomplish during it. In soccer, we shouldn't expect a speedy resolution for the Christian Pavon transfer saga. Um, Christian Pavon is purportedly still a transfer agent for the Los Angeles Galaxy on loan from Boca Juniors over the Argentina, officially back at the club. But the problem is that jun- the the Transfers are interminable. Multiple NMLS teams have dealt with Boca Juniors in the recent years, and every time they've indicated it was total pain in the butt. Nearly every club in South America is selling it, and to an extent, and so is Boca. But they're also one of few clubs in the region that also attracts the star players and tends to have long-standing relationships. But with South American clubs, being accustomed to selling players, they drive on hard bargain, and Boca is no different in that regard. Don't be surprised in negotiating ebbs and flows. The board approves then rejects proposals because that's par for the course. In NASCAR, for the second week in a row, a long shot won the race. Last week, it was Malcolm McDowell who won the Daytona 500. And this week, it was the um, Chris Bell who won the NASCAR Cup Series at Daytona. Uh, tennis, um... Novak Djokovic defeated um, Medvedev um, to win the men's single seven and three sets to nothing. It was seven five six two and six two for the women's. Um, Asuka defeated Brady six to four and then six to three for men's doubles. Um, Pulaski and Iodaj defeated um, Ram and Salisbury six three and six four. For the women's doubles, um, Mertens and Sebask defeated um, Seneca and Kochov 6-2 to 6 and, 
and 6-3. Finally, the mixed doubles, Ram and Kachikshoff defeated Stoser and Aiden, 6-1 and 6-4. In the NBA, the top two teams, the Philadelphia 76ers defeat the Toronto Raptors 109-102. Um, Harris led the Sixers with 23 points. Um, and Powell led the Raptors with 24 points. Embiid had 12 rebounds. Fred Van Vliet had 8. Simmons had 7 assists. And Van Vliet had 8. For the for um, the Brooklyn Nets, the second in the East, they defeated the Sacramento Kings 127-118. Fox had 27 points. Hard had 29. Holmes had 11 rebounds. Hard had 11. And... Halberton had 9 assists. Harden had 14 assists. On to the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers defeat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3. Um, Leon Dreisaitl had 3 assists. Um, Elias Patterson had 1 goal and 1 assist. And Dominic Kuhn had 2 goals. The Penguins defeat the Capitals 3-2. Casper Kapitan had 1 goal and 1 assist. Tristan Jerry had 27. Had 20 saves, a 909 save percentage. And Vitek Vancek had 34 saves and a 919 save percentage. Ovechkin failed to score there, trying to get closer to um, Ovechkin's, to Wayne Gretzky's record. But LeBron James did get, is at 3,500 points. He's now less than 2,000 away. LeBron James is now 3,000 away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, a record I'm pretty sure he's going to beat. Um, and the soccer in the Champions League, um, Chelsea defeats Atletico Madrid 1-0. Oliver Giroud had the goal with the 68-minute mark. Um, Bayern Munich defeats Lazar 4-1. Um, Robert Luando, Jamal Murcio, Leroy Sane, and Francisco Albert had for goals for, Man for, Man for Munich. And uh, Hokan Koya had a goal for Lazar. College basketball, um... Texas defeats um, Kansas 75-72 in a very exciting game. Um, Obaji had um, 17 points for Kansas, and Ramsey had 15 points for, for Texas. Wilson had 13 rebounds. Jones had 10 rebounds. Wilson had 3 assists. Coleman had 5 assists. UB defeats Northern Illinois 102-74. Mabella defeats... Uh, Mabella had 21 points. Cochran had 26 points. Mabella had 12 rebounds. Cochran had 6 rebounds. Sagu had 4 assists. And Thornton had 7 assists. So what are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. And I will see you later.